Welcome back to the newest episode of The Table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Here at The Table, we discuss relationships, dating, life, and of course, sex. So our goal here at the table is to do so in a way that's fun and uplifting as opposed to all the division and dissent that we often see and hear online. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Nisha Nicole and I have been friends for about uh, 20 years. And number one, we wanted to bring you guys inside of our friendship because number two, we've each individually been through every single aspect and element in the realm of sex, love, and dating, meaning married life been there single life there divorced been there too and with that background being stated let's set up the show for today about 30 minutes into the show we'll go over our show topic of today which is about whether or not weight gain after you've been in a relationship is an okay thing 15 minutes into the show topic of today we'll bring up our buzz topic which is something about popular popular culture which is lizzo and uh, uh the comedian aries going back and forth over social media and mainstream media as well but we start off every single episode of this podcast with the monday morning report nisha nicole what do you have for us today 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 <laughs> i don't really have much in terms of dating this week um yeah not much going on there, but I do have a story to tell. Um, bring it. That is somewhat, I think, a cautionary tale for guys. Uh, oh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and I think this relates because we've talked about creepy or uncomfortable instances on this show before. <laughs> okay. So this instance happened. I went to get my hair cut. Now, I've been to this barber once before. So I, I don't have a real professional relationship with this person. I've only seen, gone to him once. So this is my second time visiting him. And so I go kind of towards the end of the day. So I'm the only person in the barbershop, which I guess can be a good thing. Sometimes a bad thing. Sometimes I don't like being the only woman in a barbershop. With a, with but a, you're the only person in there besides him. Right. Just so you and him. Okay. It's just me and him. So no, no biggie. We're still in a business. So um, he starts cutting my hair, puts the cape on me, and he comments on my nails. My nails were my summer orange, bright color. And I, you know, I say, thank you. And he says, well, are your toes the same color? And I say, yeah, I like, I like for them to match. Wait, did you have on sandals or something? No, I had on tennis shoes, complete oh. with socks. So, so I he... guess that's why he asked, because he couldn't see them. Okay. So he's cutting my hair and then he says, well, let me see them. <laughs> see what? <laughs> he's like, your feet. Let me see your feet. And I was like, I just kind of awkwardly giggled because I'm thinking he's joking. I have on right. shoes and socks and, and you're, you're cutting here to, my you're hair. You're here to cut my hair. We're here for the hair. Right. So this is not a pedicure next. Manny so pedicure. I just, so just kind of giggle and I don't move, of course. And then he he asked a little later, he says, are those shoes difficult to take off? Oh. <laughs> and I go, no, but I, you know, I just don't want to disturb you cutting my hair. So just, you know, just cut my hair. And he's like, oh, no, it won't, won't disturb me. I, I mean, I could just peek over every now and then while I'm cutting your hair to look at your feet. And, I, and then I'm thinking, 
Okay, so you want me to not only take my shoe off, leave them off, show you my pedicure. You want me to leave my shoes off so that he can peek at them every so once you can in a while. Peek at, this is getting very weird very and very weird. uncomfortable. And he was being a little bit of a smartass too. With uh, oh, is something wrong with you? Be able to take off your shoes? Like, are they comfortable? Uh, are they difficult right. to take off? Right, right, right. So then. So then, you know, I, at this point, like I said, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. then he and then he, and, oh, he says, oh, you don't have to worry about anybody coming in here. And if they do, you can just slide your foot back in your shoe. <laughs> so at this point, I'm thinking, so you know that your behavior is odd or right. weird. Because if somebody because, else came in, you could just cover up. Right. Because otherwise, if it was innocent, there would be nothing to be embarrassed about. Right. So, first of all, I I have to say, I do not do well in situations like this. Oh, I, nobody really does. Nobody's expecting this. Well, n- well what I do you feel- call a situation like this? Where I'm uncomfortable, where someone is making me uncomfortable. So, I okay. feel like some women are very good at being able to draw the line and be very clear about their boundaries and say, stop, you know, no, we're not going to do this. Just cut my hair. Yeah. Whereas I, I guess I, I can't, I don't know if I can bring it on my upbringing or trying to be polite or whether it's Southern being Southern. I don't know. I, I don't, but it's just like, let me just bear through the situation and get through it. So, so then he goes, um, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I love a, a nice pedicure. Like, I just love a nice pedicure. Like, mm. but I like it fresh, like right when you when you're when you come out the water. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, whatever. Well, he thought about this. Uh, then no. Then he was like, you know, next time you get a pedicure, you should come by here and let me see it. Oh. And I'm I mean, like, if your appointment is at three o'clock, like I want you walking in the Make door. A at special stop. At what? At what time? If your appointment is at three o'clock, I want you walking in here at four. Like, I want to see it that fresh. What do you like to drink? I'll have your favorite drink here. For, and I'm oh, thinking, are you trying to bribe me with arrangements. alcohol so that you can see a fresh pedicure? Wait, so is he interested in you? Is he interested in your feet? What, uh, what's happening here? Because this is this that's is a, weird. That's or... a great question. I don't know. Like, I just think that this is a man acting out on his fetish yeah with a stranger or worse yet a customer is this your first time is this your first time cutting it no, forgive no, me if you missed second it. time second time okay so the first time he didn't say anything about your feet so actually he did the first time oh but it was so minor it was more like i like your pedicure which guys compliment sure, on your manicure that's... and pedicure here sure. all the time sure so he might have said a couple of other things, but not to the point of being creepy. Like he talked about the first time he talked about uh, he wished he had um, uh, some white, like he had a, a, a polish line because women love white nail polish. Whoever came up with that idea, they're making a lot of money, which okay. to me makes sense for someone who's in business. You thinking about, OK, yeah. I see this so often. So that that wasn't creepy at all. But this time it was just over the top. And then towards the end of the cut, he goes, I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable. Uh, I think you did. And see, at this point, I should have said, yes, actually you did. Mm. But I didn't. I was like, no, you know, I, you know, I don't know right. what I said, but I'm just laughing out of there. 
and and then he was like okay miss lady you know go ahead let, let me get a hug before you leave and i'm thinking why the fuck would i want you to even touch me <laughs> like cause I, all this talk about feet i don't know if you have a heart on i don't know if you've gotten off on this or what thankfully and i said well let me check out my haircut first you know let me let me check and see it, you know if you did a good job or some kind of way I played off and then his client walked in and I was just feeling like god thank god somebody else walked in the door but that whole situation it was so uncomfortable and it's something that should have never happened your message to the guys then is to number watch your- one yeah if you have to ask a person if your conversation is uncomfortable, chances are it is uncomfortable. Or you right, know that right, you're talking about right. something with this person that you should not be talking about with them. You right. know that you've crossed the boundary. Right. So before you even go down that path, just don't do it. Don't do right. it. Even if I were interested in him initially, coming on that way, I yeah. would have not been interested in him any, anymore. Just strike up general conversation and see where it goes. You don't have to talk about, hey, let me see your feet. Right. Right. Yeah. And then don't be making special requests. Oh, come. I mean, it just almost, <laughs> it just gave me creepy predator vibes. Right. I'm going to offer right. you liquor for you right. to come by so I can stare at your fresh pedicure. Sir, what? Our fresh. What? <laughs> What what do you even mean? And he was like, "Yeah, I know your man probably gonna think it's weird when you start coming to get your hair cut and you change your uh, shoes and put okay, on some so sandals to come see me." And I'm like, "That was just weird. Why would do that? that was just he was just trying to make see whether or not you had a boyfriend. You know, I know your man is going to. He's no, just trying to see. But that's he's a, that's a te- that's a married. Well, you know, so if he, you're married, you it, gotta, it shouldn't have mattered if I was. Well, I I don't know. I can't speak on the mind of." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. True. Mind of the creep. The mind of the creep. So guys, don't do that. Please don't do that. If you have any fetishes, there are plenty sites, websites, <laughs> and groups that you can join to live out your <laughs> fetish uh, with people who are willing and capable. Yeah. That you don't have to accost uh innocent <laughs> bystander. <laughs> I mean, so I guess that was your last time getting your hair cut by him. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. then aside. So when I told you about this initially, you were you were just pissed, just like I was. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I told another guy friend about this. Do you know what he asked me? Have you seen him since? No, he asked me, what was I wearing? Oh, overall, not, not, not just on your feet. Yes. He All asked right. me, what did I wear to the barbershop? I said, are you kidding me? To mean like you would have enticed him with something if you were wearing something low cut or skinny yes. or something? Yeah. Yes. I said, it doesn't matter what I was wearing. That's true. That's- and even if you were wearing something like that, it should have just made him attracted to you overall or hit on you overall, not asked to see your feet. Yes. If you're showing cleavage, then, hey, what are you doing this weekend? So, I don't know. You know. Okay. Not, for- let me see your feet. For the people who are confused as to why that question was wrong, the question about what I was wearing is wrong because it insinuates that what I was wearing welcomed that behavior. And that is not true. What you wear shouldn't welcome that behavior. Even if I did have on a low cut top or a 
form-fitting pants or shorts, that does not give a person the right to say inappropriate things to me. And I get it that some people feel like, well, if you wear this or you dress a certain way, you attract a certain type of attention. You do attract a certain type of attention. Of that's true. That That's a part of owning our shit. However, mm. that still does not give a person a license to say things to you that are out of out of the way. So just like the woman who dressed seductive, seductively has to own her shit and saying that I may get unwanted attention. Right. The men that say things that are out of order or out of line, they have to own their shit too and say, just because she wears mm. this doesn't mean that she's okay with me speaking to her this way or offering this or whatever to her. So he even went even further to the left by making it all about the pedicure. That's yeah. Yeah. So, so I, you know, that, that, that bothered me too. So and it I should. don't do that. <laughs> and it should. Okay, it, Chris. Anything else you want to add? Nothing else to add. So okay. you definitely put your foot into that one. <laughs> so I'm going to go on with my um, Monday morning. Uh, report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got an interesting situation here, a very interesting situation. And it goes into our overall, I guess, some of the things that we talk about that we have to get used to as we advance on into age wise. So I was at a wedding, out of town wedding over the weekend. And wow, great wedding, great bachelor party, great everything else. But I normally would have a Monday morning report for it, but I'm getting used to Nisha Nicole. First I'm of all, getting used to. I yes. have a question. Answer. Okay, we had a we had a show on bachelor parties. Yeah. So which 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 category of bachelor parties did this fall into? Thank you for bringing bringing that up directly. <laughs> this was the most. You know, it was going for straight Disneyland G-rated oh you know, general God. audiences <laughs> until we at least went to a nightclub where I could turn it into PG thirteen. You know, because, you know, at least 17 and up. Okay, so I have hope in this marriage. Well, good. That's yeah. awesome. I I just wanted yeah. to clarify. He, you, he, know, you, you changed the numbers on us the last time on the percentages of. Correct. You know, and I realized I was hanging out with the wrong crowd at the wrong age. And I realized this stuff hasn't been happening lately. And this this is also speaking great to the crowd that I am now around at this time in my life, even though they were 20 years younger than me. And that's my point. That's what I'm going to get to. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, while everybody, I, well, I think our 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 listening audience wanted to know that. I'm I'm super glad you made that point. Super glad you made that point. So for everybody else in the audience, I would think that the groom and rest of his crew that I was able to hang out with during the bachelor party, let's stick to that for a little bit, was about 20 years younger than me. And of course, that's grown up now. And we went okay. out and had a great time from drinks at the house to hanging out at the. Uh, at a bar, then we went to a lounge, and then we went to a nightclub. And in the nightclub is where I should be able to come out with a Monday morning report. But right? I was like, I'm not, I'm not just the old man of the club at like 25 or 30, which I used to think was the old man of the club, or 35 or 40, which I definitely thought was the old man of the club. At 50 plus, I'm like, you know, most of the women here look like they're 25 and down. Everybody in the club looked like they were between 22 and 27. Most of the women did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel as though it was appropriate for me to start hitting on women. So I just thought, you know, bought everybody drinks, smiled, sort of danced in place to myself. And I was cognitively thinking, wow, this is not normally Christopher Dallas in a nightclub full of women that are available and dancing around. Like, but this is me now. This is what I do. Questions? 
No, because I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like Christopher Dallas went At some to point, a wedding it's, and a bachelor party. Right. Well, the bachelor party is just we, at, you know, like at I said, a we, club and no report. Other the than wedding the fact was even that you worse. Don't have a report. The wedding was even worse because normally I kill at weddings. I am if I don't bring two dates with me to the wedding, like I've done in earlier uh, episodes oh of this podcast. God. If I don't bring two dates to a woman, I'm usually oh lethal. What's the movie uh, from about twenty years ago? Wedding Crashers. Yeah, wedding crashes. I'm one step below that at a wedding. If I'm single guy, I am usually going to hit on. You're the wedding smasher. Party. I'm the wedding smasher. That's a great, <laughs> a great icon. I need that as my bumper sticker or some type of t-shirt. <laughs> The wedding smasher. And now what it will be ex-wedding or uh, former wedding smasher. Former wedding smasher. <laughs> former wedding question. Christopher Dallas was um at yeah. So anyways, I, at the wedding itself, I definitely every single person will be checking out somebody at the wedding to see who's single, who's there. And you have an automatic go to be able to start a conversation at least because you know the bride or the groom. So right, who, right. who are you friends with? The bride or the groom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't already know, you know, I'm probably, you're probably friends with the bride because I probably know everybody the groom knows because I've known the groom for a while. Correct. But either way, there could be some cousins, uncle, you know, there could be somebody there, somebody, somebody that I don't know. Right. right. And usually that's such a great place. Like oh, your your wedding resume is like, because yeah. I've gone to weddings before and my friend, the bride, will brief me. Hey, so-and-so yeah. is going to be there. Stay yeah. away oh. from this guy. I have gotten that. <laughs> right. Because I, I had a lot of weddings I attended last year. Okay. I've gotten, stay away from this person. He is, no. And then they're like, but his friend, so-and-so, Listen, girl, you need to talk to him because, but and you would definitely be on the talk to list because yeah. you're educated, you have a great job, yeah. you're smart, yeah. you're emotionally yeah. intelligent. Like that's great. Wives, we we definitely know the 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 good catch in in the friend group. So well, I was in the friend group. I don't think anybody had made any advance notice that I was going to be there. There wasn't any promotional of you know billboards <laughs> around. The wedding itself was fantastic, but I found myself attracted to women that I was like, oh, man, I, if I had to guess somewhere between 27 and 29, there were women there in their late 30s, early 40s, but they were there with husbands, boyfriends, significant others that, wow. you know, put them off limits. So I was sitting yeah. there just sort of twiddling my thumbs a couple of times at women who looked attractive. I was like, this is like being in the nightclub. And that's why I was forming a Monday morning report. It's not just about what happened at this particular wedding or this particular mm -hmm. bachelor party. It's me getting used to this skin that I'm in now. I don't know if, like I said, I devoured this before in my late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, I ate this alive. But now I'm just sitting there like, hey, you know, making small talk and on my way back to the uh, wedding hotel. The end. I, I have no Monday morning report of anything to report about that happened other than this new life is new for me. And I'm getting used to it. I'm cool. Right. It is. it is what it is. Well, I will say, I feel like the, it would have been different had there not been such an age gap between you and the actual um, bride and groom. Uh, cor so correct, if, correct. Correct. If they were some, yeah. if, if they were closer to your age or even 10 years younger than, than you, correct. I, I think the, the, you know, you may have still 
been able to do the old Christopher Dallas. Possibly. But in a, whatever the environment it is, and it happened to be a wedding, it happened to be a bachelor party, whatever the environment is, that now that 25 to 30-year-old women are really out of my target range, that is new. Okay. Wherever okay, it I, is. Uh, wherever. Yeah, in whatever setting. Whatever the setting is, right. That, so, that normally attracts my eye, but then I'm like, oh, man, realistically... I need to. I need to stay back. What was so your let question? me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your bar now? What What is the minimum age requirement to ride this ride? <laughs> you must be at least this tall <laughs> to ride this ride. Please keep your seatbelts fastened and buckled at all times. Um, I'll I'll go with the same thing that my ex wife is about to turn thirty six, so I'll go mid thirties. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Right, and even then, you know. I'll entertain somebody 30 and up, but yeah, I'll go for there. Even then, I feel like I would need an introduction. I would, I, I feel like I just shouldn't be in public if I ascertain that somebody is early 30s. And again, I could be wrong, you know. And it's so difficult though, because yeah. so many women look younger than of what course. they are. Like it of is course. so. And of course. so many women in their 20s look like they're in their 30s, and women in their 30s look like they're. So I. I was at a bar with a buddy of mine this past spring. This is September now. So, yeah, it was, I'm going to say, about March. And I could have sworn that the lady right next to me at the bar was 25. And I struck up a conversation with her just to be, you know, conversation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she was 40. I got her number. didn't go anywhere. But I was way off on my guess. I wasn't going to hit on her, end up hitting her, hit on her. But to your point, of course, that happens. Yeah, so, it's so difficult to gauge. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. Well, good luck with you. In Thank the you. With that, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that the end of your Monday? That is the end report? of our Monday morning report. Please bring us all the way up to speed on our buzz topic of today. The buzz, the buzz. Sometimes I wish we had like the buzz music so buzz. we can intro. Okay, not that one. Oh, sorry. That sounds like a, a mosquito zapper. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so this week's buzz is about something that you know, of course, went viral on the internet. So hmm. the comedian, Aerie Spears, most notably from Matt TV, was recently, I think, on a podcast. Forgive me, I don't remember the name of the podcast or what the show was. Doesn't matter. There are other podcasts besides ours. I, I doubt you know, that very highly. Uh, well, you know, it happens. So anyway, they were asking him. They were The topic obviously was music. And someone and the the host said to him, you know who's really a great songwriter? He was like, Lizzo, like she has really great songs. And Aries, instead of saying, you know, I'm not familiar with her music or I don't, I don't like her music, whatever, he goes, Well, you know, I just don't really listen to her music because I just can't get past the way she looks. She looks like a shit emoji. Excuse me, sir, what? It was. And then he go, he just keeps going on about her weight and how she often dresses. You know, she doesn't dress for her size. She dressed too revealing for her for a woman her size. And women need to stop supporting this and encouraging this type of behavior. And it was just so disturbing to me because number one, the question was never, ever about her appearance. It right. was only about her talent. Right. So that was, to me, uncalled for completely. And I also felt like it was deeply personal. So I, you know, I understand that comedians are 
more racy and a lot of people miss the days when when things weren't so politically correct or sensitive but I just think it's very distasteful to attack someone for their looks for no reason your thoughts you know, let's start right there with the M. You talked about racy and people wish the, for the days of less, less political correctness. There's some comedians who wouldn't be able to get on stage right now, wouldn't be able to make any type of recording of what they use as comedy if they were in today's era from the 90s, 80s, oh, 70s, much less the 60s. It's not Have funny. you gone back and, and watched Raw or Delirious? I haven't, but... I did recently, and I yeah. was like, ooh, that would have never fly now. You know, when while we're on that subject, there was a movie from the 1970s that was actually based. It was based October 24th, 2022. Mm -hmm. It was created and made in 1973. Right. The way they it's called Soylet Green, starring Charlton Hester and Mr. 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 NRA himself. Right. Mm -hmm. The way they talked about women in that show. On that movie, I'm sorry, not on the show. In that movie, the way they discussed it was like, oh my God, this would never even make it out of the discussions to make this movie. No, no, no studio would even try and prop this up. Right. 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 So things so, so a lot of things don't age well. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so him using the us using the excuse that we wish things were like they were. No, we don't always wish that things they were, were. But areas, area, am I saying his name right? Aries. He definitely was saying, hey, I'm a comedian. I'm just making an opportunity to make jokes. And I agree 50% with what he's saying on that specific subject. I agree that it is his job to make jokes. But again, to go along with a lot of other things that I thought he was saying, that, that I think people are saying, that we discussed on our buzz topics, whether he meant it or not, it got him, again, more attention than he would have had he just said something politically correct or had he just said something like, hey, I'm not familiar with her music. I don't know how many of these people that make our buzz topics are really crafty about how they market themselves, mm -hmm. crafty about how even bad attention is still attention. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Because I can get way more into what we're talking about, but I want to pause right there about is it attention? And what do you think about the moving forward of our society? Okay. I think um, the the statement there's no such thing as black, bad publicity is yeah. still a very much a viable concept in entertainment all publicity is good publicity all publicity is good publicity however if that is true at this moment i still don't know anything new or relevant that he's working on so if that's okay. the case then it was just all his personal feelings because I don't okay. know of anything that he's promoting. Now, if it was something where he has a new Netflix series coming out, he has a right. book that's coming out, if there was something he was actively promoting, I got you. that would make a lot of sense because mm -hmm. then people go, well, what is this about? So they can, they can pretty much, um, you know, hate like it or whatever, you, you know, hate talk it. Okay. Which right, 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 right. Which still makes it more, more relevant. Absolutely. But because I haven't heard of any projects coming out, it to me, it just feels like him projecting his own personal feelings on this woman. And the thing that yeah. I think that bothers people about Lizzo so much is that in this country, I hate to use the word fat phobia because yeah. I, I think it's misnomer. Fat but shaming? I, fat biases. A okay. lot of times we have biases against things or people for whatever reason, like 
And a lot of times it's because of how we feel about ourselves. Mm, I know when mm. I get over a certain amount of weight, mm, I hate mm. myself. I hate mm, the way mm. I look. So how mm, dare mm. you, woman, who is X amount of pounds larger than I would ever how you How are you flaunting it? To be, how could you possibly like yourself and flaunt it as if there's nothing wrong with it's a great point as a projection of somebody not knowing exactly what they're uncomfortable with themselves about projecting to somebody else they should feel uncomfortable too and they're just sitting around parading right that's a and great a great of, point as a matter of fact and i don't know if it was in his original rant or his response because he did do a response he did but in the response he was talking about how well i know i'm overweight and i know i'm this and i I mean, mm -hmm. he literally looks like the picture of of unhealthiness. And I say that because he has the discoloration in his cheeks and skin mm -hmm. around his eyes. Mm -hmm. And those are clear indications of some type of health problem. I'm not a mm -hmm. medical professional, so I don't sure. know if it's hypertension or diabetes. But You're I not talking about know. jaundice, but a lot of that can, can appear from hypertension, diabetes. Yes, exactly. So for you to open your damn mouth. Uh oh barely able to breathe and this woman who is overweight but i heard she is a vegan she plays a flute and she dances on stage which requires and Cardio. i couldn't do that i couldn't do that and i'm at least a good 75 pounds lighter than lizzo possibly yeah and i couldn't get on the on a stage sing dance and play the flute and yeah. have breath control and here yeah. you send your cheetos eating ass in a cheetos. bed looking like you two blinks away from passing out mm. um with your uh sleep apnea talking about <laughs> she don't she don't y'all women need to tell her to do better and take care of her health and blah it's a health problem so who's telling you this who's saying this to you sir nobody nobody you, except the people who are responding to all of this so concerned about weight on another person that you're concerned about their health how how can you be more concerned about her health than you are about your very own who you live with every day you live in your body i, so I agree with me, that that is such a scapegoat that people use to push their biases on other people yeah. okay Yes, you're. she's fat, so clearly she's unhealthy, and I'm just concerned about her health, and I see this all the time online. But but I always say, say this. Two things can be true at the same time. Right. So I can be, I can recognize that my weight is unhealthy. Right. And that I need to do something about it, and I can actively be doing something about it, which, like I said, she's she's vegan. She works out. She always posts videos of her working out. So that means she's actively doing something about her health. But I can also appreciate where I am. This is the only body I have. And as someone who's had issues with how I look and my, my health and, and how I feel about myself, I had to learn to say, listen, I may not, I may not be happy with my weight right now, but I love you. I love my body. And I appreciate you for where you are right now, speaking to myself. Yeah. And that was a big accomplishment for me because yeah. I don't have to speak nasty to myself and say, oh, you're so fat. You look like a lover hmm. or a shit emoji. And those and those messages from the outside, sometimes we can internalize them. And I'm not saying that Lizzo does that, but the general just, population might. Yeah, the general population might. So I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Basically. Right. Right.
Now I'll, I'll, I'm finished with my rant. I'll let you go. Good rant, and we'll get more, we'll get back to another subject, which might bring you more ranting in a little bit. While we're still on this buzz topic, but I wanted to right. get in a couple of more two cents here that um taken in a slightly different direction. First of all, I agree with you that he's projecting. The fact that it was brought up about her music and he turned it about her looks is a straight projection because her music, whether he agrees with it, never heard of it, whatever, has nothing to do with her looks. You can, he's projecting on that. But I want to go into something that he says specifically um, about, he says, man, I said what everybody else is thinking. And while he may still be doing his projection, you said two things could be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. He's projecting his uncomfortableness with his weight, with his body image onto her. But he's also made hit on another thing that a whole lot of people might be thinking. When she paraded around, and I did a little bit digging here, I saw her performance at halftime of last spring at the Lakers-Timberwolves game. Lakers-Timberwolves. Lakers at Timberwolves. She was parading around with her ass out. Mm-hmm. And even another rapper, another female rapper, uh, Azalea Banks, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing mm-hmm. her name, mm-hmm. thought that all she was doing was being attention-seeking. All she was, she was like, you know, you're overweight. You wear provocative From clothes. the number one attention seeker, Azalea Banks. But okay. Well, she, maybe mm-hmm. she's, maybe she's projecting as well. But she was like, the her, here's what I'm summarizing. This is not her quote. Azalea Banks was summarizing. If you know you're overweight and you know you're wearing provocative clothes, because people know that there's a fat shaming around, the public will have a lot of sympathy. Come to your defense. Meanwhile, behind closed doors, a whole lot of people talking about you behind your back. In that barbershop, maybe not with the foot fetish barbershop, but in <laughs> those barbershops, in those bars, people having this like, what the hell? When you're showing it at a sports bar and Lizzo's up at that, prancing around a halftime of an NBA game, a whole lot of people will be turned off by it. A whole lot of girls will be like, ew. Ah. So... Aries may be trying to speak to that. Azaria Banks may be trying to speak to that, even if they have their own agendas. When general public watches that at the at, at halftime of an NBA game, a lot of people may say, ew, even if they know better to not say anything about it publicly. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and I agree with you. Yeah. I also agree with, regardless of what a woman's size is, when she break, embraces her body publicly and sexually, People are always going to have a problem with it. I eat little Kim with the pasties at whatever award show that was years okay. ago. Some people think it's, oh, great because she's beautiful. She's sexual. A lot of men are attracted to her. And then other people think, why is this woman degrading herself by showing her body? So there's always going to be issues when women show their bodies. Okay. And, and, and I can disagree with, with, with the way, because I didn't like when she was at the Lakers game with whole ass out. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> my thought is, Lizzo, you're so talented. Like, that's not necessary. But, okay. and 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 that's my personal opinion, but I'm not gonna, gonna say, well, you look like a, a this and that and that. No, because that's not my place to say that. I can, we can disagree without being disagreeable, but I do get that I'm not a celebrity. I don't have anything to promote I'm, I'm not trying to be sensational or you know keeping it real or whatever yeah. well then yeah that's a point where you Aries and and Azalea Banks agree that maybe that's part of Lizzo's promotion and maybe people agree with it or not but it gets yeah, I, her I it keeps her relevant think, I definitely think she 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 uses the shock and awe factor shock and, and awe and she uses the that um you're so uncomfortable with this i'm gonna make you have to face your your uncomfortability there you go i agree with, with that i agree and I, with that. I definitely think that's part of her strategy 
That's nope. a you problem. That's not a me problem. I'm comfortable in my body, but you're not comfortable with me being comfortable in my body. That's your problem, not mine. I, I agree with that. I agree with the you problem, me problem. But I also agree that her clapback at Aries was also part of keeping everything, keeping this story as relevant as possible because her clapback got him in even more hot water. And I know you were upset about that what as well. What clapback? Her, when she brought up the fact that he's been having all these issues with uh, youth, you know, kids. See, I didn't, I didn't see her clap back on that. The only thing that I saw from her was when she accepted the award at the. Yeah, I, she I had something to VM, say. VMA, you're right. That was her complex. And she, and you're she right, just, you're right. she didn't mention his name. She didn't mention anything. She just said, uh, "I'm just gonna keep winning," which I thought was perfect. Like that is perfect. I'm not even gonna. Speak your funky ass name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to keep winning. Well, before okay? we leave this buzz topic, what do you but think about the hot water did, he got into recently? You did bring up the hot water that he got into recently, which was the allegations about sexual misconduct with kids. Yes. And another thing that really infuriates me yes. every single time is, People say, oh, oh, the only reason people saying something now is because the fact that he said something against Lizzo. How dare a man say something against yeah, a fat yeah, yeah. black woman or a fat person or whatever. Yeah. However, and I, I guess I get that sentiment when people feel like people dig things up. But the lawsuit, I think, was recently filed or recently resurfaced because the victims are are the alleged victims are now older are adults themselves whereas right. their their mother tried to file a, a lawsuit against them but my thing is i unfortunately saw the comedy skit yeah and it was very disturbing so even mm. if nothing else happened outside of that the skit alone was because the the name of it was the inside of pedophile's mind or the pedophile's mind just the thought like there is nothing and i mean absolutely nothing comedic or funny about pedophilia not at all so for him and tiffany haddish to have done this skit with actual children mm. with actual children because to me at least if you're gonna do something like that use an adult and pretend that they're a child. So people could be like, okay, I get it. But this so, kid was in his underwear doing the skit. Aries Spears is putting baby oil on this kid mm, in his mm, underwear. Mm, 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 the child is in the tub at one point, And Aries Spears flips over into the tub. I mean, it was just disgusting. So it's it, we're talking all of overall to bring it back about the credibility of somebody or the issues with somebody. If, if you're going to talk, if you're going to, somebody ask you a question about a particular artist's art and you get into body images and then video mm -hmm. surface of you putting baby oils on babies, uh, even, even in a skit fashion, it, it sort of is, how do you make that statement and then stand on both, both feet with that? And, and it's hard to be able to defend that. It is very difficult to be able to defend it. So Bottom line for me is stick to the topic, <laughs> especially yeah. if if the to if if you're gonna go on and say you know if you're gonna not stick to the topic, at least make it something constructive or I don't know I I, I don't know but 
just to attack a person's looks when no one was even discussing that right. that alone is disgusting to me and then this other issue was even highly disgusting even yeah. you know like i said there were allegations outside of the the video the skit but the skit alone was very cringe worthy it may not have been illegal yeah but un but it was unethical to me great point anything else you want to add to a buzz topic i'm done we okay. can move on to a different zodiac sign <laughs> well, <laughs> well we'll keep our theme uh, for the from the buzz to the show topic for the day we'll keep our theme of, of talking about putting on an extra few pounds or weight in general okay. uh, this one is about getting into a relationship not the new stage not the early stages well into an established relationship, living I together. I thought we were talking married. about the happy weight when you first start dating. We are. We are. Oh, no, no. When you first start living together, the happy weight doesn't happen in the first couple of couple of uh, dates, right? Living together. Sometimes it does. Like that first <laughs> month and y'all are going out to restaurants and just getting fat and happy together. Wherever it happens inside the course of the relationship. Next time, you know, you look up and both of you are put on about 15 pounds, then it's 25 pounds and 35 pounds. Where's the cutoff right. line? Where's the draw? And how much of that is able to just still be attributed to, oh, we were just getting there to be able to know each other. And how much of it, if you continue to have that later on in the relationship, is still suitable. That's our topic for today. And already... Since we're in the topic now, we've got a little bit of disagreement. You and I disagreed when we were talking about this offline. So let's bring that disagreement right here to the podcast. Already we're disagreeing in terms of where the line is. I, I don't I don't even want to hear about, not that I don't want to hear about, I don't understand how the early stages of dating can make you, unless you're really seeing each other on a super regular basis, how can you put on weight? So how does it happen? Okay. So you've never gotten into a new relationship and you're just so consumed in that relationship that I call, I call it a cocooning phase. Yes, but that was when you, I was living with somebody, not when I was just dating them separately. We we had to be in close contact all the time. Well, even, even sometimes when you're... So the last situationship I was in, we okay. weren't living together. But okay. we went we went out enough regularly. We were drinking a lot, eating more than often, more more um, let's see, calorie rich foods together, laying around, and then the next thing we know, both of us are like, damn, yeah, got a little pudgy around the midsection yeah. or whatever, because you know we were doing those things we were enjoying and. And then, you know, your workouts become a little more infrequent because <laughs> your free time, you're trying to run to be with this person and hang out with this person or whatever. I get that. I get that. I get that. A lot of times our lives are full of schedules, whether we we have routines, whether we're single or not. And when someone comes into your life, your your routine is going to be disrupted. Because now this person is fitting into your life, whether they're taking away from your TV time, your workout time, or... It seems like but, workout time is the first thing to get thrown out. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us aren't weirdos like you, where we actually like to work out. I'm a weirdo for liking to work out, and why and, can't my, my, my time together be working let me, out? Let me give you this, too. Okay. So working out produces those feel-good hormones, right? Yes, it does. When you're falling in love or in lust or in like with a person, guess what it produces? Uh, Feel good hormones. Okay. So it's, it's an 
even trade off for some of us. Not you, but for some of us. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that whatever the circumstances are to lead us to be able to get into those extra few pounds, whether it's in the dating stage, whether it's in the move-in stage, or whatever it is, how far do you have to go before you both look at each other like, okay, um, you know, hey, I put on 25, you put on 20, you want to turn this around and head the other direction? Or does it matter? It It does matter for me. Okay. So I've said, I think a few times on the show that I, there is a limit that I have for myself. And once I start approaching that limit, my thing is I have to pull it back. And here's where my fat phobia comes in. Okay. And this is truly a phobia for me is that I don't want to get to a point where I'm at this point of, of weight, whatever oh. that number is. Wait, say not that again. Even, so I, I have a threshold, like I have a phobia of being fat. Let me just say that. Like, I yeah. don't want to be fat. I've seen different people around me, whether it's it's distant cousins or relatives or whatever. And ever since I was a child, I'm like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to look that way. Sure. And that is, to me, that's a real phobia. So that is my driving force for not wanting to be over a certain certain size. And then I also know that I feel better and I have more confidence if I stay in this certain threshold. So okay. there's a there's a threshold where I feel like I'm too small and I feel like I look sickly or whatever. And then there's a there's another there's another point where I where I just don't feel good about the way I look. Okay. And so when I'm at either one of those points, I adjust. So for some people, I I don't know if they have that barometer. So I can't speak on that because. But it's okay if 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 your if your partner, if your spouse, if your boyfriend isn't bothered by it, then it's okay. That would still be your personal preference, right? What? If 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 your spouse isn't bothered by your weight gain, it's just you that's bothered by it. you want to get down to your weight, right? Yeah, because right. even like when I was married, I my husband liked me when I was thicker. Okay. Like he would still enjoy it when I when I lost weight, but I I could tell like if I had lost weight down to a certain size, he like. But once I start putting that weight back on, the feels started getting a little more frequent and whatever. So I, I could you. tell that I he, got you. There's he an ideal like, weight that he liked you to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but he never did have an issue with me when I did fall below that. I gotcha, guess he probably gotcha. knew she 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 gained it back. Right. 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 <laughs> I right. don't know, but but no, but he was truly um. Well, where were you when you met him? Of me. Where was your weight when you met him? When you first, you know, got serious with him. Maybe not when you met him. When you first got serious with him. I guess I was a little closer to my heavier side. Oh, well, there you at go. At one point, yeah. So, so what I'm saying, sense. what I'm saying so, is that wherever you are in those early stages, it, when the the love and the like and the lust are all there, that's where I try to keep my weight, my my goals somewhere right around in there. That's where the person was most interested in me and that's where I want to be able to stay. Now, if I was healthier, if I met somebody when I was 20, 25 pounds over and then I lost the weight, then I might also be up, what I'm saying is it goes both ways, just like you talked about with your husband. Thank mm -hmm. you for that point. If you are I don't know, whatever your ideal weight is as a human being out there in the world. If you're 200 pounds and somebody falls in love with you at 200 pounds and you lose 60 pounds and you go down to 140, maybe they were like, wow, I, 
you know, I, I kind of liked it went up around 200, but I feel better at 140. There's a line that you can be able to make with your significant other to be able to, you know, you still want them to find you attractive. I still want my mate to find me to be attractive. Right. right. Those feels that you talked about that your husband gave you when you put on a little bit more extra weight. That's great. So I, I agree that if you go too far in any direction, you know, we talk about weight gain, but you can be weight loss as well. And let me tell a quick story. I had uh, I had an uncle that um, my dad's brother, a little bit older than my dad, and he got married in his mid twenties. Beautiful okay. wife, my aunt got married to my aunt. Obviously, it's my aunt. So <laughs> they had three kids, and then unfortunately, in her early thirties, she had a stroke, and it left the whole left side of her body. Again, this is you know way back in the day when mm -hmm. physical therapy wasn't as good as it is now. Left her whole left side of the body, including her speech pretty bad off like she was pretty much limited to a wheelchair it really changed even her looks at the time she, he was an absolute trooper and both of them lived into their 80s I never even knew her I'm sorry I've seen pictures of her I never even knew her before then she was beautiful and a lot of people would say wow that would be a shallow man that would leave his wife but a lot of other people would be like hey uh, shallow things have happened and while that's an extreme 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 example the love that you have for the person you're with is supposed to be superseding the physical appearance. But we all would love it if our physical appearance would be somewhat in the ideals, you know, age notwithstanding, accidents notwithstanding, stroke notwithstanding. It would be great if we could be somewhere within the physical ideal of the person when they fell in love with us. Your thoughts? I My thoughts are that that is a very idealistic way to view things. Okay. Because the more we age, the slower of our age metabolism. Of course, age notwithstanding. Yes. But your metabolism slows down. So being being a sleep 150 in your 30s is different from trying to be a sleep 150 of course it is. in your late 40s and early 50s. Of course it because, is. Because, you know, things like metabolism and all of that. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. And the goal is to should be to maintain it as close as possible but not as possible, not within the, the you know, right. half a pound, you know, oh, my God, I, my spouse met me at 180. I'm up to 183. Now they're going to leave me. No, not right. That. Yeah. 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 I, I understand what you're saying. And yeah. and su surprisingly, I, I really agree with you. Yeah. And oh, I do agree. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> to a, to an extent. OK, go, go ahead. However, I, I really think that is so important for us to discuss non-negotiables at the beginning of a relationship. I love that. Absolutely. If you know weight is a deal breaker, I have Absolutely. an uncle who, when he married his wife, she she's she's very petite. And he told her, don't you get over this size. Yeah. I mean, I, I might not would have said it that way, but I respect the fact that he told her, I don't like women beyond this size i i met you this way i like it if you stay slim and, and trim and for the most part she did probably because you know that's something that aligns with her but he was honest with her and some people thought that he would like when he would say that at events or whatever people like i can't believe you told your wife that <laughs> and he was like yeah because that's how i feel yeah and and i know that some people have a problem with that but I at least she knew what she was getting into. Absolutely. And absolutely. apparently she was okay with it. They've been married right. over 20 years. So right. um, I'm assuming that was that was not an issue for them. 
And I just think that instead of being so afraid that if we put it out there that someone is going to run away from us, yeah, I want to weed people out because of certain things. Absolutely. I guess I want people to also be health conscious. If I'm going to be with somebody, if, if somebody knows me, that knows that I'm health conscious, health fitness, right. right, or whatever. And I'm not, again, I'm into voluptuous women. I'm into a little bit more pounds. I don't need the stick figure. I don't need a 122 pound uh, uh, significant other. I don't, but you know, know that I'm into fitness when you meet me in those early stages. And maybe I don't say, like, like, like you were saying, Maybe I don't put out the eater like, hey, you better not lose, no, put on any weight because I'm a li-. I'm not going to say that. Right. But if you know that I'm health conscious, I-, I am, despite all the shallowness, I am still concerned about my significant other's health for the quality and longevity of our life. I'd like to be able to still do active things right. in our 60s for 60-year-olds. I'm not saying we got to go rock climbing in our 70s, <laughs> but I don't want to be necessarily stuck again. Um, stroke that's why I brought up my aunt Edie stroke notwithstanding I'd still like to be doing active things going on tours maybe we could still walk the you know the Chinese uh what did it we call that the um, the Great Wall of China Great Wall of China thank you (laughs) in our 70s we could still do active things so if you could still be active if you're not showing those indications that you still want to be active in our 30s, 40s, 50s, then uh, then that will be frustrating more so than just any weight gain or loss. Right. And that is a that point to me is really a lot about alignment. Yeah. Because I definitely want to have an active lifestyle lifestyle well into my 60s and 70s so that I'm I'm not winded when I climb the stairs to my apartment. Right, right. <laughs> um so like for example, when I talked about Aries Spears with that fake, I'm concerned about your health. Yeah. Like, that's not appropriate to me right. for a stranger to tell someone that they're concerned about their health because you don't give a shit. You don't, you don't yeah. have to deal with this person on a day-to-day basis. But your life partner, the people who are closest to you and love you, they do have a right to be concerned about your health. Absolutely. Because these are the people that would have a void missing if something happened to you and you're and and you can't be there with them. Absolutely. So those people have every right to be concerned about your health and your lifestyle and your well-being. And my partner needs to be the first person to speak up in a loving and non-judgmental way. Absolutely. But you need to speak up like babe, you know, when we first started what what when we first got together, you used yeah. to work out three times a, a a week yeah like is, is there a problem now it's three times like, every a year yeah so is something going on with you because that can that can be a sign of depression it could be right. a desire uh a, a need for more help so that she uh, freeing up of, of the schedule i say her but he is too those are things that conversations that we should be able to have the tough conversations with it within the confines of our mm. relationships without feeling judged mm. and maligned mm. or, you know, talked down to. So that it. is very important. Well, I agree with that. And I got a tough conversation within the confines of this podcast. You ready? Yeah. Ariel Spears brought up something that I think is a tough point. But I, I got to say it's still happening. He said, okay. I said what everybody else is thinking. And while I agree with everything else we've said up to this point, we've been agreeing. Mm-hmm. What I also know is that there are so many men. I'm going to speak from the male perspective on this on the show. And while I disagree with it, there are enough men 
who I can tell you right now, if you start putting on weight in the context of relationship, not just a little bit of weight like like your, your ex-husband was talking about or that I might be talking about, you start putting on more weight towards that to the point where you got to get some new clothes, they're going to start talking about smashing somebody else and potentially leaving you. For so many men right now today, women can still be viewed at as a trophy. Women are still to be held on to because they're attractive. And as long as they stay attractive, then the man feels good about themselves. It's a frequent conversation that we have all the time. Mm -hmm. do, I do I expect this to be a thing of the past? Yes. Do I think this is absolutely happening right now? Oh, absolutely. And again, I can't be honest and brutal enough. Women, you are fooling yourselves if you do not think today in 2022, a whole lot of men are still going to be shallow. That future is coming and it's not now. You want to deal with now? You want to deal with the future? We're going to have to deal with now because that's yeah. where we are. That's where we are. But, Does that but make I sense say, to you? you understand what I'm I, saying? It makes sense to me and I still don't yeah. like it because I don't, I, open your damn mouth. If what do you, you mean? See, if, if you see your wife getting to a point of where you're no longer physically attracted to her, I agree have with a that. damn conversation. If you have to go yeah. to therapy to be able to have, have that conversation I agree with in that. a safe environment, then do that. But cheating... And going outside your relationship and and making me feel bad because of how I look. Fat shaming um, you, yes. And 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 saying, well, if you had taken better care of yourself, even if you think it or say it to your guys and you don't say it to her, we feel that energy from absolutely, you. absolutely. I which agree with can, you that the way to be able to handle it is the way to be said. Actually, which can actually have the opposite effect that you want. Yeah. So I'm sick of those excuses. I know it happens. But grow the fuck up, man. You know, I, I got to push back on that. I got to push back on that. Go ahead. We're talking about emotional intelligence a lot on this show. Mm -hmm. And even before I got in line, aligned with that, I was in a relationship living with a woman where I felt it was uncomfortable. Like she would be able to play the victim if I tried to bring up her weight gain. And I would feel uncomfortable. And I, I did try to get us into therapy to be able to talk about that. I did try to go about all the ways that you were talking about it being handled, but it still didn't help from the bullying. She was insecure on a number of levels. And she thought okay. her weight gain was justified. Like, this is just what happens. So deal with it. So she pushed back on that. So I think that there's a lot of 50-50 that goes with that. Women have to be open to having that conversation in the therapist's office, open to having that conversation Absolutely. Um, as much as men need to be grown up about it. I think both parties can be equally culpable if they let it pass. And both parties can be equally the victim if they just want to play it. Very true. So, and that's going to require some some self reflection and self-accountability on her on on her part or his part if he's yeah. an overweight person and that is tough it is very tough but the bigger thing is if you're in a relationship with a person and whether it's weight whether it's career whether it's parenting styles or any other issue parenting style yeah and the person is unable to receive loving, constructive criticism. Yes. How long will that relationship be able to sustain itself healthily? Boom. Absolutely true. That's an absolute great question. That's the question our audience can ask themselves. If you're dealing with somebody who can't deal with a constructive relationship, no matter a uh, constructive criticism, no matter what the topic. Right. Then it's going to be tough. Right. 
because the weight is a symptom absolutely of, of a, another issue and the way a person responds to something and like i said it has to be a loving caring way absolutely. that's presented I agree. if it's done that way i mean I, we've all had someone tell us something that we didn't like about ourselves sure and how we respond to it it tells a lot about how we are because sure. there there are times when i know if you tell me something i don't like about myself my initial response is to be defensive or whatever and then after I have time to reflect on it, the questions I ask myself, is it true? Is there any truth to it? Because mm -hmm. the overall statement mm -hmm. may not be true, but there may be a grain of truth in that. And then that's the part that I have to explore. Is there something I can do about this? How can I change this? Or is it worth changing? Absolutely. So if, if a person can't do that, then it is very difficult sometimes to maintain a healthy relationship with people who aren't willing to do that, regardless, like we said before, regardless of what the topic is. Oh, I love it. And that wraps us up for this particular topic. You got anything more to be able to add on it? Because like you said, it's a bigger picture, not just about the weight, not just about the weight of the matter not about the weight of the matter um no i don't have anything else to add i think we have um eaten this topic up <laughs> <laughs> we're so corny <laughs> that's awesome no that was awesome that was awesome so let's move on to what we're bringing to the table for today ladies and gentlemen if you haven't been to our podcast before and listened to it thank you again for joining us today but um what we bring to the table at the end of the show is something that we bring that's different than just, hey, I bring a great job or I'm good in bed or I can cook really well, all those things. What we bring to the table is something a little bit more. And we end our show every day with extra things that represent ourselves, but could be used and utilized in any, side of, any type of relationship moving forward. So I'll share first, if that's okay. Sure, go right okay. ahead. What I'm bringing for the table today is the steady hand during separation. The steady hand during separation. I don't mean like court separation. I don't mean like going through a divorce. I mean like any time that I'm away. I travel a lot uh, for my job. And so if I'm away from my significant other, away from my girlfriend, wife, I want to make sure that she understands that there's a steady hand. I want you to understand that I'm still going to be in connection with you no matter how much I'm going to be traveling, no matter how much I'm going to be um, in meetings and so forth. I call during breaks. I can call during lunch. I can call in the evening. Hey, honey, I'm back to my hotel. I'll share that. Uh, I'll share that experience with you when I'm looking at when I'm out of town. Oh, I wish you could see the St. Louis Arts or the Cathedral in 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 Times Square. Whatever it is, I can see. Um, I want more than anything when I'm traveling out of town to bring a peace of mind to the table mm. because there's a whole lot of shenanigans that happen when I'm out of town and I'm out of sight and I'm out of mind. I don't need you to be tracking my phone. I don't need any of the rest of that stuff. I want you to bring the peace of mind and I'm the same person when I'm there next to you on the couch if I'm halfway around the country or the globe. So what I'm bringing to the table is the steady hand during separation. Okay. I yeah. like it. I like it. Right. So what I'm bringing to the table this week is something that I mentioned earlier in one of my rants. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that is ranting. I seem to do that often. It's okay. But um it's self-accountability. Okay. 
I know. I, I see all the time. Women are accountable. Women are accountable, which I don't think is true. I, I don't feel think like, so either. I feel like people oftentimes aren't accountable. Um, but that self accountability to be able to look at my behaviors and actions, especially if someone has told me that something that I'm doing or not doing is bothering them, and really being able to to weigh that. And when I say weigh it, weigh it, um, seeing like, is this, is this a consistent behavior across different parts of my life with different parts, different types of relationship? Is it having a negative impact on those around me? Is it having a negative impact on myself? And what is, what are the things that I can do to improve upon this? And that's, it's difficult. And sometimes it requires uh, me to have uncomfortable conversations with myself mm. but I do feel like it's necessary and some things I sometimes I can do do the checks and and decide that it's not worthy of changing or that it was a reaction to someone else's behavior and without that behavior I wouldn't have reacted that way so self-accountability doesn't always create change or feel uh, the desire to change but that doesn't mean that i'm not taking accountability so i don't know if that makes sense it does and i think a lot of first of all thank you for sharing that that's 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 wonderful and i think a lot of people are fearful that they're going to have to change so they don't even do the analysis like you might be fearful that you're going to have to lose weight if you're going to step on the scale so don't step on the scale you might be fearful that they're going to have to really work on their budget if they look at their bank account so don't even look at their bank account so a lot of people won't do the self-analysis because they're afraid of what they'll have to change and don't know if they can so thank you for sharing that you're willing to change but you're willing to do the self-analysis before then to even see if it's necessary Yep. So that concludes our episode for this week. Tell and the people as where they can find always, them. you can send us an email to respond to us at askthetablepod at gmail.com. We have a TikTok. Um, I don't remember our TikTok handle. <laughs> the Table Podcast. The table Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Hey. But we look forward to, to bringing you more content content and hearing from you guys always remember to share like and subscribe until next time peace have a great week all right